Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Osimo Early Bird Podcast. It's your old pal Emac coming to you with Terry McBride, one T McBee, as we get ready for Tuesday, September 15th. I say that hesitantly because that means we have about 12 days left of baseball. Terry, how how have you been? How was your first NFL show? It was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Outside of the uh, the time of it uh, being uh, you know eleven thirty is early in the morning for me, except on a football Sunday because I was already up up overnight and everything. So that was just slammed right in the middle of my chaos. But uh, yeah, I really liked it. Did the hosting gig for the first time and uh, thought I did okay with it. Stumbled across a few things, but uh, it was really fun. I, got, I enjoyed uh, being able to ask some questions and kind of you know, shape the, uh, the way the discussion went. And uh, yeah, I thought it was a good show. It was, that was pretty good. Now who we, now we have a full new group of uh, contributors here, especially for NFL. So we've been bringing in a, a ton of other people. Who were you paired up with? Uh, that was me and uh, Matt Gajewski. That's okay. the second time I butchered his name. Yeah. Sorry, it's okay. Matt. I did a show with, uh, with Kyle Dvorak. I think I'm saying that close to being correct. And he was <laughs> lamenting that he mispronounced Matt's name on his show with Matt earlier today. So you're not alone there. Uh, Matt did an awesome job, though. He, he carried me and, uh, you know, really, uh, I was just throwing questions at him and he handled everything and that was uh, made it easy for me. So really appreciated that. Yeah, I, I will say we have brought in some serious aces here that know their stuff for NFL. You guys may have seen some of their writing uh, both here and other places, but I think uh, the majority of them have done a little bit of podcasting here and there, but nothing with quite this platform. But I will say they're they're the, the ready for primetime players. I, I was impressed with the, the knowledge that we have going across the board here. So you'll definitely want to hit that like and subscribe and the notification bell because we are pumping out some serious content. Now, as I alluded to, we have, um, you know, another dozen days or so here of regular season baseball. We have one more two-game slate for NBA. That will be on Tuesday, so we will have shows around that. And then we're going to be doing NFL every day of the week, and then there's a couple shows, uh, actually the majority of the days. So that's something that you're going to want to do. We turn a lot of these. Anything that's not a live before lock generally gets turned into a podcast. Um, You can see that we have broken out, or maybe you can't, we have broken out all of the different sports um, channels because some people were saying, hey, I'm only saving like five episodes of the most five most recent episodes. And you guys are putting out six or seven episodes a day. I can't go back and listen to things. I'm constantly having to re-download stuff. So we said, all right, you know, let's let's kind of separate this. But you can check that out. And then uh, at Osmo dot com if you look up to the, uh, up at the top uh, banners there you'll see on the right side we have the osmo podcast network 
and you can click on that and you can see all of the different podcasts we have. You can listen there uh, from your computer. It's, sometimes it's a, a little better connection, perhaps not as many ads as YouTube. I'm just throwing that out there. We'd love you to watch YouTube, but uh, you know, you guys can always check uh, stuff out there and you can see all of the different places, you know, Spreaker and Podbean and uh, what else, uh, Spotify, iTunes or whatever they're calling the Apple store these days, etc. So you, there are a lot of ways that you can get the content, but we're going to have a lot of that out there. So definitely want to check that out. All right, let's kind of jump in here. It looks like we have a dozen games starting for the main slate. There are a couple early ones. As best I can tell, I say that hesitantly, nobody, is ha nobody has a double header. I believe that to be the case as well. I think all those afternoon games are normal. They just start early in the day. And I believe we've got a full 12 uh, real games uh, in the slate. So I think we're good. All right. So just quickly talking about the six earlier pitchers here. Now, these are 640 games. So we know the contests aren't going to be as large. We know that not every site's going to handle it the same. And there, it's not particularly exciting especially since it's just 25 minutes away from the main slate. But we have uh, Boston at Miami. So that's Tanner Houck going against Sandy Alcantara. We have Joe Musgrove and Michael Lorenzen. We haven't seen Lorenzen in a while. Uh, that's Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. And then Washington at Tampa Bay is Anibal Sanchez and John Curtis. Anything you want to point out on these, or is this just sort of a, if you're going to play it, maybe a little mixing and matching, nothing really exciting from a pitching standpoint. Yeah, I mean, we can definitely go through each one of these guys. Uh, my advice for this slate, if you get a three-gamer with these three games on it, if you can find a site that only uh, lets you play bats and lets you get away with not playing any pitchers, play there. Uh, there's really not much to choose from between these guys. I, I would say that probably just based on track record alone, we're probably going to be looking mostly at, uh, at uh, Annabelle and at Sandy Alcantara on that slate, I think. And that doesn't make me comfortable at all. Um, I, I don't really like recommending either one of them. Um, you know, Alcantara, 18.9% career strikeout rate, going up against a Red Sox team that's not very good, but uh, you know, since it started 2019, 169 home runs is 20th in baseball, 15th in baseball, 184 ISO, and a 102 WRC plus uh, in the split against righties. Alcantara, had one good game uh, since he came back, went six innings against Tampa with eight strikeouts, only gave up one run, but kind of got knocked around a little bit since. 50% ground ball guy, so he relies on uh, trying to induce some soft contact, keep the ball on the ground. He could give you a good start. Hauk uh, for the Red Sox on the other side is uh, their sixth overall prospect. He was a first-round pick in 2017. Kind of fired through their system. Um, he's got a decent little arsenal of stuff. He's another sinker slider type guy, uh, relies on ground balls, uh, around 50% ground balls through the minors, 22 to 23% strikeout, like 10 K a uh, 10 percentage walk, uh, mid nineties, uh, repertoire change up uh, is a work in progress. He's going to get up against the Marlins. So if he's going to get a real start, which I'm really not sure what this pitch count is going to look like or anything like that. Uh, he could put up an okay game. They're 28th in baseball uh, since the start of 2019 with 131 uh, homers against righties. 148 ISO is dead last in the league. But their WRC plus is higher than you'd expect with that 96. So they've got an okay-ish offense uh, for the active roster. So, I don't know. We might be able to get away with something with Hauk. This is just more of a stay-away slate in general for me. I don't love a ton of it. Joe Musgrove is a guy who I kind of believe in the underlying talent, but I don't want to attack this Reds roster with him. 
they hit a lot of home runs against righties. They uh, hit for a lot of power against righties. And he just hasn't really had much working. Gets very good whiff on his slider, but uh, overall, just not really pitching that well. So only went four innings his last time out. I don't know. It's tough. And I don't have it all laid out in front of me for this slate or know what the pricing is. So it's a bit tough to gauge who's going to be where. Yeah, DK hasn't really posted. They're doing their single game thing, which just is odd pricing in and of itself. You can kind of play whoever you want because there's always a couple really cheap hitters that afford you to do everything else with your two infielders, two outfielders, two utility, and a single pitcher. Or on FanDuel, it's a little more interesting. We've got um, uh, so uh, and it's so even though it's Alcantara, and that's how other people say it whose last name he goes by alcantara and i'm not saying the last little bit right but it's not it's not how we would normally say it and i've listened to the broadcast a bunch of times because adam is the only other one that picks up on it so josh knows that we 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 try to say it the right way and josh just blatantly (laughs) to tweet us (laughs) says it says that the how you would think it would be said um for those of us that are english as a first language uh, but the interesting thing, now I'm looking for more confirmation. This is on one of the, the lineup sites that has rolled everything forward. They're just giving the Red Sox a 3.9 implied run total. So I don't know if that's correct or not. That seems wildly low. But if we look at the you know the bottom, uh, I mean, the Red Sox lineup now is Verdugo, Devers, Bogarts, J.D. Martinez, Christian Vasquez, Jackie Bradley, who's perennially their eight or nine hitter. And then by the end of the year, he's up towards the middle of the lineup every season, it seems. Uh, Yario Munoz, Michael Chavez, and Christian Arroyo. So it's not an exciting lineup. So that's probably going to draw a lot of people to it. The, on the Anibal Sanchez side, the the Rays have a 5.2 implied run total. Uh, so that's a little hard. The, the Washington Nationals have just a 3.9 uh, going against John Curtis. But again, we don't know how long or how far Curtis will go, but the, the Nationals lineup's looking pretty pretty watered down at this point as well, uh, or ineffective might be a better word. Um, and then Musgrove, as you mentioned, is is kind of reasonable. He's staring down a five implied run total. And you're, you, I mean, you're absolutely right. Even though the Reds are missing Winker and you know a few other guys, now that we have Aristides Aquino and Nick Senzel's in here, it's just like, Man, they just have non Tucker Barnhart nonstop power it's just showing up. They strike out, but they'll hit the barf ball far, and it's in the Great American Small Park. So, yeah, this yeah. is a buyer beware <laughs> kind of yeah, slate. Sure. I'm surprised uh, that the line is so low for the Nats. I have Curtis going as an opener. Uh, that was what I was thinking, and mm-hmm. I didn't see who was going to be coming in after him. Uh, this is his. Uh, second time uh, on deck uh, starting the game or opening the game. Last time he went in an inning and a third. So, yeah, I really don't know what the distance is going to be on it, what the innings are going to be. So that's a dicey proposition as far as the starter. I'm surprised. I like that Nationals lineup. There's, I don't, are they missing anyone that's significant? It doesn't look like. Um, Eaton, Turner, Soto, Brewer, Thames, Gomes. So uh, the- Eaton was a late scratch. Thames, I think, is still hitting under 200. Um, yeah. And it, I mean, they're they're really missing Rendon. <laughs> that, that's who they're really missing. But he's not there. All right, let's get on to the main slate here. Have a little fun uh, with this one. We are going with your guy. So it's right off the bat here with the Toronto Blue Jays and New York Yankees. 
We have uh, Taiwan Walker going, what is this, like his fourth start now for um, Toronto. He has, let's see, gone 88, 81, 92, 106, 98 pitches in his last five starts. So we're going to get a bang for our buck. Somehow he's managing to have a 2.95 ERA, which is shocking to me. He's managed to stay healthy. The strikeouts are reasonable. I'm not terrified of the, of the Yankees lineup. And then on the other side, it's uh, it's Dave. I believe it's pronounced Davy Garcia. Yeah, we can go with Davy. It's probably like Davy 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 Garcia. Davy Garcia. But uh, yeah, we can go with that. So I'll ask my mom. She'll uh, she'll tell me how to correctly pronounce it. Um, but, uh, yeah, if we're looking at Walker, uh, you know, I think we can justify it against this Yanks lineup. They are, as you mentioned, diminished. I did see a note that Stanton and Judge are both expected back this week, though. So I don't know that that's going to be tomorrow, but keep an eye out for that. Um, it does both increase the Yankees' upside and the potential for them to hit a bunch of home runs and score a bunch of runs, but it also does increase some of the strikeout upside for Walker uh, if he's going to be striking some guys out. Uh, overall, 21.2% uh, strikeout rate, seven and a half walks for his career, one, two, three home run for nine. Uh, he only went four innings that last time out because he walked five guys and just was all over the place. But he was uh, pitching decently well with length before that. Uh, he does have a 509 XFIP compared to that 295 ERA that you mentioned. So under the covers, it's a little bit uglier than it looks like on the surface. Uh, he is one of those guys who added a cutter from out when he was pitching out in Seattle. It seems like they just had their entire staff do that out there. Uh, and it's been effective for basically all of them. It's been okay for him. Decent whiff on that pitch. And then it sets up good whiff on his four-seamer. Uh, but he's really not getting a lot with his uh, with his splitter. And he kind of lacks like a legit out pitch as far as a breaking ball and off-speed pitch. Um, so a little bit smoke and mirrors-ish, but there are a ton of strikeouts in my Yankees lineup here. Uh, they do rank in since the start of 2019, since the start of last year against righties. The active roster is fifth with 241 home runs. We know they can go deep third with the 218 ISO and they do have a WRC plus 16% above average, but a 23.2 strikeout rate. So there are strikeouts available for him there. If he wants to get them, uh, you mentioned my guy on the other side, David Garcia, 25.7% strikeout rate, only 2.9% walks uh, so far in his three starts working on his blackout, finding him park in my spare time already. I love the kid. He's uh, six strikeouts in each of his first three starts was a mid 30% strikeout rate guy through the minors. Seven shutout innings versus this same team the last time out. Dynamite curveball with 2,700 RPMs of spin on it. It just dies. It's, it's just this sharp pitch that just drops. Uh, so, guys, a lot of swing and miss on it. Getting excellent quality contact. It's that cast. Uh, it's uh, 84th percentile on exit below allowed, 98th and hard hit. Sorry, that's 88th and hard hit. Still very good. Uh, 64th percentile on strikeout rate. So, kids just pitch dynamite. Uh, the Jays are a little bit of a challenge, but like I said, he shut them out last time over seven. So could do it again. Uh, 15th uh, overall uh, since the start of 2019 for this lineup against righties with 190 home runs, uh, 181 ISO, 92 WRC plus. So a little below average producing runs, but a decent amount of power. All right. The, uh, here's the, 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 the true question for you as a Yankees fan. How many different spots in the batting order has Brett Gardner been in this year? Seven. It's eight. <laughs> Can you guess which which uh, spot he has not appeared in? 
Just because it doesn't seem like it would be the answer, I'll say the leadoff spot. You're correct. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. <laughs> How crazy is that? He's batted second twice, uh, third, what, about a half a dozen times, clean up once, fifth twice. Uh, he's batted six, five times, seventh most. He's usually seventh or ninth. Uh, yeah. Eighth, four times. I, the only reason I went and tried to, I remembered Baseball Reference had this. I saw him pop up at, uh, I can't remember if it was this, well, it's just like, yeah, I saw him batting fifth uh, yesterday. And I was like, God, he has been all over the lineup. And and I was like, I need to check this out because I, I think he may have been in every spot. And, you know, sometimes your mind plays tricks on you or whatever. You're like, oh, my God, he almost has been in every spot. <laughs> I haven't seen uh, any in an abbreviated season like this. I haven't seen that uh, or yeah, a, I mean, a short span like, of time. Yeah, how many games have they played? Forty something at this point. Yeah. So I mean, that's crazy that he's hitting that many spots in the lineup in that sh- that small a sample. And he's only at uh, one eighty three, three eighteen, three fifty six as of my last update earlier today. So yeah, it's he, not not he, good. He, he is thirty. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's thirty seven now. That was the other thing that surprised me. Uh, in any event, let's get back to our task yeah. at hand. We've got eleven more matchups to go here. Rick Porcello is going to be taking on the Philadelphia Phillies. In his last outing, he got knocked around by Baltimore, who, by the way, already has put up a ten spot against Atlanta in Tuki Toussaint. As we are recording this, uh, Porcello six oh seven ERA on the season. He has just been a whole lot of meh. This will be the third time he has faced the Phillies. Uh, they have, uh, or he has gone thir- uh, 12 innings against them with 12 strikeouts, two walks, one home run allowed, uh, six earned runs. So adequate for him. On the other side, we have Jake Arietta. We've been saying less than uh, flattering things about Arietta, but he's actually pitching better than Porcello at this point. I still did my placeholder lineup, and I've got a ton of, of, uh, of Mets in it with Conforto and J.D. Davis and Pete Alonso, because I'm just like, yep, lefties and righties can get Arietta for power. I don't really like either of these guys, but 7,500 for Arietta, um, 7,800 for Porcello, and we have Coors Field on the slate. Any merit to either of these guys? I think you just said it. That would be the justification. But, uh, yeah, I mean, on the, on the Arietta side, if the bar is uh, going to be better than Rick Porcello, that's probably still not a guy that we're really looking for. Uh, and I think we can definitely be fine attacking him with some of those Mets bats. Uh, overall, yeah, I think we can probably utilize small shares of both on the two-pitcher sites. Uh, I wouldn't touch either one, I don't think, on, uh, on any one-pitcher site. Uh, no um porcello is limiting power a little bit this year he's only allowed two home runs in 43 innings uh 19.5 percent strikeout rate against lefties 18.5 against righties so a little bit below average against both not much there 447 x fit uh, to his ugly 607 era uh throws 42 percent sinkers but only gets uh, like 38 percent grounders okay with one is slider he's generated 11 of his 36 strikeouts on that pitch 
Uh, he's only throwing his four-seamer 10% of the time this year, and he doubled his sinker usage. So that's the mix that's resulting in kind of the meh that we're seeing instead of the terrible. Um, he's limited exit velo a little bit this year, managed to avoid some really hard contact, but overall, not a pitcher I trust. Um, since the start of 2019, Philly's 21st in baseball with 163 home runs. Uh, 180 ISO and a 94 uh, WRC plus. So pretty good at creating runs, generating a little power. Um, so I think we can get to some of those Phillies, but the issue there is going to be, you're probably going to be without Reese Hoskins and uh, JT Real Muto. I don't know if they got, did they get put on the IL? Did you see? They both went for MRIs today and they didn't play. I didn't see what the result was yet. Uh, no, Real Muto is still day to day. And let's see. Hoskins is on the injured list. Okay. Uh, so Torn uh, UCL injury in his left arm. Oh, yikes. So that's, he's done for. That might be Tommy John for him. It potentially could be. Uh, Jay Bruce also on the injured list. We knew that. Um, Phil Gosselin is filling in for them. Yeah, so we saw uh, what the Phillies did with the lineup today. They elevated Alec Bohm. Didi Gregorius moved up a couple spots. He was cleaning up. Uh, so they can still throw plenty of good bats at, at Rick Porcello here. Uh, so I wouldn't worry about that. I would get into some Phillies. Could render them a little bit lower owned. You never know. Um, and there are some decent prices in that lineup. So they'll be a fun one to uh, click around and play with and see what comes together. And then the Mets you mentioned, I think we can definitely stack some Mets. Uh, since the start of 2019, that Mets active roster is uh, seventh with 230 homers against their right-handed pitching, a 189 ISO, 109 WRC+. plus. Uh, Arietta. Okay, at limiting uh, power um, for his career. This year, he's just 17.1% strikeout. That's been trending down the last few years. Uh, he's throwing a slider again uh, 23% of the time. He didn't throw it at all in 2019. But it hasn't really made that much of a difference. Uh, still generates a good amount of soft and medium contact. Uh, generates 50% ground balls. But just not the pitcher he was. Throw some bats at him. I don't think we'll regret it. All right, we've got a couple of southpaws here in the next one. Danny Duffy and Matt Boyd. Uh, these guys are coming in at 8000 for Boyd, 7700 for Duffy. Boyd gets an okay matchup, I guess. He's going to go against a lot of righties here for the Royals. There is some strikeouts hiding among them. Uh, the one thing we want to point out with Matt Boyd, and let me make sure I give him proper due and credit, he has allowed 79 home runs since the beginning of the 2018 season. He has officially passed Dylan Bundy, who has 74. I didn't <laughs> know that right. anybody would catch Bundy, but Bundy's kept his home runs down this year. Uh, Duffy, on the other hand, normally we would say, hey, let's go attack uh, Detroit. Shockingly... They have the fifth best WRC plus this season against lefties, 134. So WRC plus, weighted runs created plus, it's an advanced metric that neutralizes ballpark factors, creating a league-wide scoring efficiency baseline of 100. And then whatever above or below that you are, that's the percent that you create runs uh, uh, more or less efficiently than average. And it, again, you know, tries to neutralize the ballparks and some of the other factors. So they are... 36% better than the average team against lefties. I did not see that coming, but there we are on that. I'm not enamored with either of these pitchers. 
Yeah, I might be able to get to some Matthew Boyd, um, which I wasn't really expecting, but he's popping up in my model. So I, I got to look at it a little bit more and really see what I think, because he's never a pitcher I want to get to. Uh, and it's entirely based on that home run downside. 1.71 home run for nine for his career. Uh, you mentioned it, uh, what he's done over the last couple of years. This year, 13 home runs allowed in 43 and two-thirds innings. Uh, that's a uh, 3.12 home run for nine for his uh Sorry, uh, for this year, 3.12 home run for nine uh, to right-handed hitters. 12 of the 13 home runs he's allowed this year have been the righties. And Career multiple home runs in four of his or in five of his nine starts. Yeah, yeah. So that's really going to hurt you if you roster this problem. So the, the one thing I would throw out, since the start of 2019, this Royals active roster, only 50 home runs uh, against lefties. And that's it's 27th in baseball, as is their 164 ISO. But the WRC plus again is 92, which is it's only it's 8% below average, but you would expect that to be lower with the bad ISO and the lack of home runs. So they do tend to create some runs. Uh, it's a speedy team. When they get on, they can make things happen. Uh, so it's an interesting spot. Um, Boyd pitched well, uh, or sorry, he picked well over a few starts uh, before this last time out when he got lit up by the Brewers. Uh, we know they're kind of good versus lefties. Um, so I don't know. Maybe we scratch that one and we ride the. I think it was four starts in a row that he was made that he looked okay before that. Tough call. I want to see what Alex thinks of it. I want to look at him on the top starters tool. This is one I'm going to be really closely evaluating because I do like the price, like I said, and I think we can get there if the projection holds. So definitely lean into what Alex tells you to do with the mill out there. Uh, Duffy on the other side, I agree with you. I'm uh, both surprised and intrigued by that Tigers lineup. They're pretty cheap. They've been getting it done against righties. It's a few specific guys, really. Uh, Victor Reyes, Jonathan Scope, Jaime uh, Candelario. I butchered that. Willie Castro. <laughs> Let's just go with the American pronunciations. Um, a little bit of uh, maybe Jorge Bonifacio in there. Uh, and then the bottom end of the lineup kind of tails off. But I do like Daz Cameron down there. Uh, he's only had a few uh, plate appearances. We mentioned him the other day, son of Mike Cameron. A lot of speed and power combo. So he could be a sneaky guy in that lineup. So I would take a look at him if you're building the Tigers. All right. Our next one, a little bit interesting. So I, I always like calling out these on the MLB starting or probable pitchers page. This is for Tom uh, Eichelman for Baltimore, who's going against Atlanta. Right now, Baltimore tonight is leading 13-1. to 1. They've scored a few more runs since we started the podcast. It says, this is hard-hitting analysis. Eshelman will be facing the Braves for the first time in his career. He has been successful against National League teams going 2-0 in five games. Oh, let's give him a Cy Young. <laughs> and that has what to do with the price of tea in China? I do not know. But... <laughs> There we are. Um, it just yeah, it, good times. So Eshelman has topped uh, has not topped fifty pitches in his last three appearances. Uh, he's going to go about two innings. He's good to go for I would say fifty to sixty. But this is going against a tough Atlanta team. On the other side, we have Bryce Wilson. He's coming in at fifty five hundred. That's a little bit interesting. He last pitched on the ninth, so they've moved him into the starting rotation. He went 82 pitches. Uh, prior to that, I'm guessing he might have been out of the bullpen or as an opener, but he had a one-inning outing, and then he was back at the alternate training site uh, since uh, early uh, August. But at 5,500, going against Baltimore and Coors Field on the slate, 
this is a price play. Outside of that, neither of these guys excite me. And there are exciting pitchers on this slate. It's just going to cost us Coors Field hitters. <laughs> so, I promise yeah. we're getting to some good ones here. So we can speed That'll it along if you have nothing on those guys. Yeah, I don't really have much on those guys. They actually weren't even in the list when I was uh, when I was putting it together. So uh, Bryce Wilson is the uh, looks like the fifth prospect overall for the Braves. Decent fastball brings it around ninety four. Uh, looks like he's got a fastball slider change repertoire. You know, not a ton to talk about here. Uh, decent little whiff on his uh, change in his curve, but he's barely thrown any of them. So we're not really talking about much there with the stackass data. Uh, Projection-wise, not really getting much uh, popping up, but it is against the Orioles. So, like you said, as a price play, I can probably get behind it. Uh, in his whopping six-inning samples, I've got him at an 11.8% strikeout rate and a 17.7% walk rate. That's about all I got on the guy. Uh, Eshelman wouldn't really touch him against his Braves lineup. Uh, I think we can definitely get into some Braves on that side. All right, now we've got some interesting stuff here. So we've got uh, Jack Flaherty coming in at 9,400. He is going against Milwaukee, who, let me see, is the fourth worst team this season against righties. They have a 77 WRC+, plus, so kind of uh, applying what I said there earlier there, scoring 25% less than the average team. They are striking out 25% of the time, which is basically only behind the tigers there's a bunch of teams within 0.2 of them but they are striking out essentially at one of the highest rates so jack flaherty looks like a good a good uh person to go for here brett anderson he's uh one of those guys that we want to target never quite get never quite gets blown up uh on this season he has gone let's see uh seven starts 33 innings he has a four six era uh doesn't strike anybody out 21 strikeouts in 33 innings, but doesn't really do anything else for us. He is 6,700. I'd rather, uh, Flaherty's going to be one of about four pitchers we're going to want to target. Again, it's going to cost us some of the, the prime hitters. What do you like from either of this, this dynamic, not-so-dynamic duo? <laughs> <laughs> dynamic guy and uh, you know, somebody and his little sidekick here, yeah. Uh, I'm all about Jack Flaherty in this spot. I, I really think we can weaponize him here you mentioned uh, the brewers just really not doing well against righties this year and uh, he is a, a premium premium righty gets excellent whiff on his slider against both hands uh dominant quality contact numbers so far this year 81st percentile legs of below 92nd percentile on hard hit rate uh 76 percentile on whiff rate 62nd in the uh, strikeout rate which is actually down for him a little bit but overall, 28.9% uh, strikeout rate for his career. Just an excellent pitcher. 359 XFIP over his limited 26 and a third innings. So some of that uh, will probably trend up even on the strikeout rate. Not really his fault. They haven't played uh, as many games as they were supposed to and as in, on as regular a schedule. Um, Brewers, if you extend back to the start of last year, which I wanted to do to just take a look at what's going on with this active roster with these bats against righties, they do trend up. Uh, they become the 13th best team uh, with a 185 ISO and right around the league average at 99 WRC plus or just 1% below average WRC plus. Um, they're 204, 204 home runs that puts them 13th in baseball, but the dominant portion of that is from last year. They're just not getting it done in the split for whatever reason this year. I can't really put my finger on why, but yeah, I think Flaherty can really put up. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. A nice start here for us. Uh, I've got a great projection on them. I like the price even on both sites. This is a 10,000-something pitcher on DraftKings, probably more, and we're getting him at 94. So I, th- I think we can fire away definitely here with uh, Flaherty. <clears throat> Anderson on the other side, you said it. I, I, he's not a pitcher I ever really like to get to. 67 maybe is a price play against the Cardinals lineup that doesn't really excite anybody, I guess. But he's, he doesn't really do much. He's in the seventh percentile of hard hit rate, so he gets knocked around when guys make contact. Tenth percentile strikeout rate, third percentile whiff, so nobody misses the ball against him. He doesn't sit anybody down with the strikeouts. There's just not a lot of meat on the bone with him. He needs to induce soft contact and ground balls. That's how he gets by. If he loses one, it's likely to travel over the wall. All right, our next game, a couple pitchers that uh... – Tough matchup. So we have Minnesota going against the White Sox. Randy Dobnak is 8,400. I won't know part of him. He strikes out a batter every other inning. That's not <laughs> going to help us out, especially at 8,400. His his surface numbers are fine. He lives on ground balls and hoping the ball doesn't go out of the ballpark when he does give up the hard contact in the air. Dane Dunning on the other side, we've seen him have uh, you know two... Two great outings, one decent, one, hey, let's remember he's a rookie. But he is someone that I think is worthwhile at 7,600. Going against the Twins, not an easy matchup for anybody. They continually have people that are dinged up. So on Monday night, they did not have Eddie Rosario or Miguel Sano in the lineup. And Marwin Gonzalez was a late scratch. We already have Mitch Garver, or still have Mitch Garver on the disabled list so they're missing a lot of their their key hitters in and they are one of the people that the advanced metrics has not really been kind to this year as well i'm okay with dunning against the tigers i don't know where people are gonna land i I probably again i love him against the tigers against the (laughs) twins Uh, i'm not sure where people are gonna land on this one i think people will end up going to him but he does have a 4.8 implied run total so I don't know if people are willing to take that $1,800 discount for him over Flaherty. It becomes a decision on bats, which then becomes, hey, isn't it more fun to move down in buy-ins, play a lot more lineups, especially in, bas- in baseball, and hope you find that one, that perfect combination that breaks away? The answer for most of us at Osmo is yes, but that's not the only answer. So we try to look at things from different perspectives here. But what, what is your assessment of these two youngsters? Yeah, it would be all about Dunning uh, if I'm going to anybody on uh, DK from this game. I agree. I think 84 uh, with the complete lack of strikeouts from Dobnak is probably too much to pay. He does do well with limiting power. Uh, I'll give him that much. Uh, he's allowed uh, – oh, shoot, I lost him – 0.51 uh, career uh, home run per nine. So he is good at keeping the ball in the yard. 
uh, uses a sinker 44% of the time, uh, a slider 34% of the time. That's really the two established pitches. Uh, he took the curveball completely out of his repertoire this year. He induces 62.5% ground balls this year. So that's what's helping him keep the ball in the yard for sure. 18.3% uh, soft contact, only 33% hard contact. But you hit it. Uh, it's, it's the lack of strikeouts. 15.7% strikeout rate for his career. He's got 23 and 42 innings, so it is almost exactly a strikeout every other inning. So there's just nothing here, uh, and that price is too high. At a lower price, if it was you know in the sixes maybe or the fives for sure, we could roll him out here. I'm curious, just because uh, FanDuel has him at uh, 69, what is the price on Yahoo? Do you have that handy? For Dobnak? Yeah. Just since um, there's such a disparity on those two sides, yep. I'd be curious what they have. I, I, I will say I was look, I'm was i looking up his ISO. It is even lower than uh, – who's the guy I always talk about? Keller. Keller. Um, he yeah. has uh, .069 ISO against righties and a .089 against lefties. That is like – you might as you you might as well be hitting his his stuff with a pillow. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> nope, I'm not exaggerating. I'm still gonna stick with that one. Uh, if we look over here, Dobnak's 31. He's in play. You've got uh, Garcia at 30. Uh, we haven't talked about Mattson Bumgarner yet. He is at 30 as well. Uh, scrolling down, then it's some Coors Field guys and it's just some garbage pitchers. If we go up a little bit. You get Dunning at 33. Boyd at 34. We'll talk about Carrasco, Tony Gonsolin, uh, et cetera. Flaherty's 47. And then we have the, the crown jewel of the, the show, Yu Darvish. Of course, he is going against Cleveland, but uh, he is 59. So there's your uh, pricing. Yeah. So you can see the pricing's all over the place on, on Yahoo, which is different than the other sites, which hel helps you uh, wander on over there and come up with, one, a unique player pool, and two, you can't just lift and shift all of the... Uh, analysis that everybody else is doing which gives you an edge if you're able to translate that over to a new site yeah and that's an interesting price uh, that 30 dollars tier is uh, it sounds like a pretty sharp tier that they built there for tomorrow uh dobnak and dunning right next to each other as interesting as a, as a decision and getting to him it sounded like there was nobody you know even reasonable or in play it was uh much less expensive so that could potentially put him in play over there um, but yeah, it would definitely depend on a lot of, uh, other factors, like how the bats are priced and how they all click together. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Just looking at Coors Field over there real quick story, 25 Olsen, 22, Semi and 20, Listella 21, Grossman, 20, Mark Conha, 20, uh, Piscotti's dinged up. I'm not sure he's going to play. He's 19. Murphy is 18. Nolan Arenado only 17 dealing with the sprained AC. Uh, wow. I'm not sure he's going to play. Either Pilar seventeen, Blackman sixteen. So um, Manaya decent pitcher, but you know it, it, the, these are not slam dunk prices. But it, they're ones that sort of make you they make you go, hmm. Matt Camp at thirteen feels good against a lefty, for sure. Yeah, and, and I mean Charlie Blackman. I know it's a same handed matchup, but still Charlie Blackman for sixteen sounds cheap to me. Charlie Blackman's a star as well. That's interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get over there and start clicking around on some of this stuff before the. Last two weeks of this season runs out on me. <laughs> All right, but, uh, well, don't don't forget you 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 can play a little football over there. They've got the uh, three hundred fifty thousand dollar baller. They are sponsoring uh, the podcast, by the way. So I do want to point out that they have CSV upload and edit capability here. So that is worthwhile. And we do have Yahoo centric NFL content for free. Uh, that'll come out on Friday, usually around noon. 
uh, written by yours truly. So uh, definitely check that out. I was over there on Yahoo. Had an, had an okay uh, player pool that I set up uh, in my article and then just didn't get the right combinations of players. So lost half my buy-ins, but it's okay. Uh, the contest I said I'd, I would be shocked if it went off at higher than 80% filled went off at 79.6% uh, filled. Woo. Victory Ooh. lap for me. I <laughs> have. I love it. All right. Uh, two, hey, before before yeah. we move on, real quick, we did. I, I did kind of breeze over Dunning. And, uh, oh, I, yeah, I yeah. Go back. Uh, the one thing I would point out, we, you mentioned the, uh, the Twins uh, kind of struggling more than we would expect uh, against righties. Uh, but if you go back again, it's another team where if you go back to last year, they become first overall in baseball, 272 home runs over the sample. Uh, fourth uh, with uh, – I lost it, sorry. Uh, second since uh, 2019 with a 227 ISO and a 117 WRC+. plus. So the lineup is still good, but like you said, they're a little dinged up. They're probably going to be missing some pieces. Um, so I think we can get the Dunning here. I like his price. I like the upside of the kid. He's pitching pretty well, uh, high-end prospect. So uh, I, I do think we can get to him. I think you're right about that. Uh, overall, he's only allowed one home run so far in his uh, in his starts. That was in his first game too. So he's pitching very well, striking out twenty five point nine percent of hitters. Uh, went six innings uh, in a shutout. Only three strikeouts against the Pirates last time out. They're kind of a terrible team, but he's showing a, a little bit of length and uh, some capability. So I like the kid. I think we can get away with it against the Twins. All right, we've got uh, Texas at Houston. Texas is going against Jose Arquiti. We have Kyle Cody on the other side. Cody. Uh, not the easiest of matchups. He has gone. He is fifty nine hundred, but he's gone fifty five, forty five, thirty nine pitches. So not a lot of pitch per dollar there. Um, the Rangers, on the other hand, have the second lowest WRC plus this season with their active roster. It's at seventy three. They're going against Urquidy, who is interesting. However, this will just be his third start this season. He was dealing with COVID nineteen. Uh, prior to that, he did go eighty eight pitches in his last outing he went six innings nothing exciting just one strikeout one home run allowed two runs two total runs allowed three walks uh, through nine and two-thirds innings he has six walks just three strikeouts he's a fly ball pitcher which is a little bit risky but this is the rangers at 6600 assuming we get 85 to 90 pitches which feels okay i don't hate it this is going to have to be a hit it where they are kind of performance from the Rangers. But at 6,600, that's going to give us at least one upgrade at a bat, maybe even two in Coors Field. Do you, yeah, do you think, want that risk? Because there's no strikeouts erasing any of his mistakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing. We're, we're limited on our strikeout upside. Uh, overall for his career, he's 20.8%. So, I mean, there is some limited limited strikeout in his arm and it, it kind of speaks to the kind of pitcher that he is he's their 11th ranked prospect overall but like in looking at him i can't figure out what makes him good um he, he doesn't really induce a lot of swing and miss he doesn't really he just kind of pitches to contact and gets through it and gets away with it so he's jaime barrio with better luck in my opinion <laughs> But, uh, yeah, going back to the start of 2019, this Rangers active lineup, you mentioned how their struggles this year, and, and that continued uh, that from last year. It's, uh, they're 24th in baseball with, a, with 157 home runs, 14th with a 184 ISO, but their WRC plus is 14% below average. So 
they're just not a good lineup and they do strike out a fair amount. So, I mean, even a guy who doesn't strike out a lot of hitters could pick up a couple that are just bonus for if he makes it through a good handful of innings, doesn't give up a lot of hits. So getting a pretty decent projection on him. I think we can definitely roll him out. I might be more enthusiastic about it than you are. Uh, I might uh, get more into like a, I can, I can build some good lineups with this guy if I put him in there. It's a little less begrudging, I think, than, uh, than you were looking at him. So, yeah, I think we can make it work. Uh, Kyle Cody on the other side, no thanks. Not, uh, not getting a good projection on him, not really into him. Uh, and I believe in this Astros lineup um, since the start of 2019, 11th in baseball, 219 home runs against righties, 212 ISO is fourth in baseball. WRC plus slipped a little below average, but only by 3%. So that's somewhat negligible. Uh, Cody's pitched nine and two thirds innings in the, in the show. He has a 27.5% strikeout rate and a 20% walk rate for his short career so far. Uh, so only 55 pitches last time out. Okay-ish uh, strikeout and, and walk rates in the minors, but just not a guy I think we're getting much out of here. All right, now we got a pair of uh, legitimate aces here. You've got you Darvish having one of the best seasons of his career, as well as one of the best uh, thus far this season. One seven seven ERA. He has is averaging uh, less than a base runner per inning. He has seventy two strikeouts in fifty six innings. Phenomenal across the board. It's eleven thousand three hundred on DraftKings. On the other side, we have Carlos Carrasco, who has gone one hundred one ninety seven. And 85 pitches in his last three uh, has not allowed a home run in any of those had zero three and two walks that was something that was starting to get away from him there the walks were uh, looks like he might have that under control and we've seen the strikeouts at least be stabilized six seven and six in seven six and six innings so about a strikeout per inning no um, no power uh, given up and uh, a third of a walk per inning so He's reasonable at 10500 even against Chicago. Uh, anything you want to highlight on those two, but they're right now right up there with Flaherty as the trio to target. Yeah, definitely right up there. Um, I like the price differential between Darvish and Flaherty. That'll probably end up driving more ownership to Flaherty, uh, and it might leave Darvish a little bit under-owned. Definitely something to check out in the uh, top starters tool tomorrow. Uh, I expect we'll see Darvish up at the top of the board and maybe with less ownership on him than uh, his probability of being one of the top two starters. So that's a really interesting spot. Uh, you you hit it right on the head. He's having maybe the best best season of his already impressive career. Uh, career strikeout rate, 30.3% at this point, which is excellent. And he's above that this year, 33.6%. Only walking 5.1% at hitters, only giving up a 0.64 home run per nine this year. That's uh, four home runs in his 56 innings. It's just all about the cutter. It's his feature pitch now. Cutter, 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 cutter. Uh, he throws that like crazy, uh, and it sets up all his other stuff. So he's getting great whiff and uh, great strikeout rate on uh, his slider, his fastball, his curveball. Love the guy. I, I think he's a great, great play. Indians, if you go back to the start of last year, like we've been doing with the samples today, 205 home runs, 12th in baseball, 172 ISO, 21st in baseball, 91 WRC+. plus. So. They've been struggling in the split. They've been struggling more in the split and striking out this year. So I think he could have some sneaky, sneaky upside, uh, even for a guy that we think the world of already. This could be a really good start for him. So I think he could hit that money uh, without too, too much fanfare, without too much effort. Uh, well, I'm sure it'll be difficult for him. <laughs> I don't mean not too much effort. 
Uh, Carrasco on the other side, uh, he's back to who he was. Uh, the 28th and change uh, percent strikeout rate is right on point with who he's been since like the start of 2017. Um, so I think you're right. I think we can probably utilize him and uh, he's right up there with the class of this slate, even against these Cubs who since the start of 19, third in baseball with 258 home runs, 10th with the 192 ISO, but the WRC plus is only 102. So not creating uh, runs all that much more than the average team against uh, in the split against uh, righties. So I think we can get to Carrasco. Uh, there are a decent amount of strikeouts in that lineup. I think I'll probably roll out some Cubs against him just to get there, uh, especially with the pricing on this lineup. There's a lot of star hitters that I like to get to who are priced down in like the 4,000 range. The whole top of the lineup is pretty cheap tomorrow. Uh, just looking at it, actually, Wilson Contreras is the most expensive Cub tomorrow. So that's interesting. So I'm probably going to roll out some Cub stacks as well, even against a pitcher that I like who I think is going to do well in a good spot. Just to have it, just to get to it cheap. All right, we are now into Coors Field. We've got uh, Antonio Senzatella going for the Rockies. I'm just trying to find his home splits because uh, they're kind of interesting. There we go. Uh, so since the beginning of the 2018 season, he has pitched 126 innings in Coors Field. He has a 1.2 home run per nine, a 50, nearly 52% ground ball rate. He has a 5.3 ERA, but it's a 4.5 XFIP, meaning he's been a little bit unlucky. Oakland is coming in with the 6.4 implied run total. We already know that uh, Matt Chapman's out. We're not sure what's up with Piscotty. That's a pretty high total considering um, Sensatella is, is decent at not getting destroyed while at home. Yeah, that's, I was that's a weird way of saying it, but it's <laughs> decent at not getting destroyed. Yeah. So about half the time you get completely obliterated. Yeah. <laughs> so, but you're right. I, I was looking at those same career splits. It's the first thing I pull up with, uh, with course pitchers that are on this Rockies team. Uh, and yeah, four, five, seven career XPIP uh, at home. So it's right on point with what you were looking at there. Only 15.7% strikeout rate at home, 7.7% walk. Not much better on the road. I mean, he's a 15% strikeout guy for his career. Uh, so it's all about the ground balls with him. Uh, right around 50% ground balls for his career. Try and keep it on the ground. Try and induce soft contact. He's given up a fair amount of hard contact this year. 26th percentile in hard hit rate. Uh, 30th percentile in exit velocity. Uh, and we mentioned the strikeouts. Just 10th percentile in strikeout rate. So... He's a tough ask, but the A's lineup is really, really limited now, like you said. Uh, Chapman's not in there. Uh, we don't know about uh, Piscotti. Uh, I do like Marcus Semien. I do like Tommy Listella. Big, big fan of Matt Olson. So maybe we're using Matt Olson a little bit as a one-off or like in small stacks with uh, a couple of the quality guys here and not going completely wild with the rest of the lineup and, uh, and building a ton of stacks with the A's. Um, that, yeah, I think that would pretty much be the take. Like, I, I don't really see the need to get to a Vimal, Vimal machine matching. Don't really even know how to say his name, but I don't really see the need to get to him uh, regardless of the 3000 price there. So I think maybe it's about just utilizing those top end uh, A's bats if we're getting to those stacks. And then on the Rocky side of things, Manaya is a pitcher I like in general, uh, but he's not a huge upside guy. So I don't think we roll him at Coors Field at all. I really couldn't justify that. Um, and I think we can get to some of those Rockies bats against lefties, uh, fifth in baseball since the start of 2019 with 92 home runs. It's a game at course. They've got a 186 ISO in the split since the start of last year. 
92 WRC plus is 80 is 80 is eight percent below average. Um, so they're a little they slip a little bit in the runs creation department, but they show a good amount of power. And again, Coors game, big park, the way it plays and everything. I think they can knock Manaya around here a little bit. He's not popping for me in projections. Uh, so I think we can get to some of those Rockies bats. They're priced up so that I think maybe we get to that story Blackman Arenado uh, space without a ton, a ton of ownership. Uh, it might not trend toward that Corsi kind of ownership on those three. So the rest of the hitters are cheap and will probably be pretty popular. All right, three to go here. Tony Gonsolin and Zach Davies. Uh, difficult matchup against their respective teams. Does anything stand out for either of these guys for you? Davies at 9,600, Gonsolin at 8,700 on DK. That's kind of pricey. Uh, San Diego, four implied run total, Dodgers, 4.6. Yeah, two tough lineups and two pitchers that I don't really trust. I know Davies is striking out more guys this year. He's got a 4.31 XFIP. He's got a great 0.96 whip. He, he's working with his changeup a lot more. That was what we identified the last time out. He's, uh, he's getting good whiff with it, and it's been good for him. I just don't think it's real. I, it's Zach Davies, not against this Dodgers lineup. I, I just Maybe it is real. Maybe he's really figured out how to pitch at this point in his life, but I don't trust it. Going back to last year, Dodgers second with 270 home runs, first with a 239 ISO. 124 WRC plus, 24% better at creating runs than the average team in the split. I don't see it for Davies. I think we can roll out Dodgers uh, pretty heavy here and uh, go against him. Gonsolin, similar story on the other side. Uh, not much to really talk about with him. So I think we can definitely get to some Padres bats as well. Uh, and you've got some discounts in both lineups. Um, and you've got some guys that play uh, multiple positions in the Dodgers side of things. So I like getting to that Dodgers lineup and doing interesting things with it. Um, as far as uh, what you can do with uh, with Bellinger, with Muncie, uh, with uh, Cameron, uh, um, well, some of the other guys, they're not in my projected lineup here. So there are multiple guys with uh, position eligibility that you can flex around in that lineup. Less so with the Padres, but just a ton of quality and not crazy price. All right, two to go. Tyler Anderson, 7,300 going against the Mariners, who have a 3.9 implied run total and are one of the worst teams in the league going against lefties. LJ Newsom on the other side, uh, 4.7 implied run total there for San Francisco. I do not mind San Francisco in this one. Uh, not really a fan of LJ Newsom. Let's see what he's allowed. Uh, he's just allowed two home runs, but he's only pitched, what is that, nine, 8.1 innings. So nothing really exciting for him. Um, Anderson on the other side, 7,300. 100 pitches in his last outing, 69 the one before that, 88, 103, 83, 80, 66, and then he was working his way up because uh, we're back to July. I think he is probably going to be my third favorite pitcher behind Darvish and Dunning. And Flaherty, fourth, I guess. All right. Interesting. I like that. That's uh, With that price, I tell you what, that's not a bad spot for him. So, yeah, you might be right there. I think we might be able to get to that. I'm just pulling it up. Uh, I've got, uh, let's see, against lefties since the start of last year, that Mariners lineup, 178 uh, ISO, 99 WRC plus for the active roster. So not completely, completely inept uh, like we're seeing mostly this year, um, but I like the spot there. I think uh, I think you're right. I think you can get a good start from him for the money. Uh, he's only 6,300 on FanDuel, but as we've talked about all year long, you don't really need the savings. And I don't know that I trust him enough that I would want him on the one-pitcher site. 
but where we can put him pair him with one of the big starters and then pay for some bats on DraftKings, I think that works. Uh, don't really want any part of LJ Newsom. Uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, the limited upside that he's shown us in the limited eight innings. I'll go to one better and say that he hasn't walked anybody yet this year in his eight innings. <laughs> but uh, yeah, not much there. I think we could probably get to some of these frisky giants. Uh, the pricing is not completely tragic if your name's not Mike Yastrzemski. Uh, so there, there are some things you can do with that stack against this picture that uh, I think we can go with. Be curious to see where they're going to count in the top stacks overall, though. Uh, it's a lineup that I usually let Alex kind of dictate what uh, what is going to happen with him with my crunches these days. All right, last uh, pair of the night, Madsen Bumgarner. He is a bum. His last four starts, he has negative 2.6 total DraftKings points. That's all you need to know. On the other side, we have Julio Teheran, who allows power to both sides of the plates, not just lefties. Uh, he is, let's see, Johnny Cueto, but worse, is my comparison here. Without the herky-jerky movement. Yeah. <laughs> significantly and at one point in his career i thought maybe hey that's got a guy who's kind of like johnny cueto-ish you know like he could become that kind of a pitcher and then they both kind of trended downwards since i thought about that so, uh yeah i think these are two pitchers well past uh being uh, of use for us or for major league baseball teams unfortunately matt bum's a guy i've really liked his entire career I was convinced for a long time that he would eventually be a Yankee and he still might be. He and Matt Harvey are still in my plans for the future Yankees and uh, we'll, we'll reclaim them and we'll bring them back to who they were, uh, but it ain't going to happen by tomorrow. Uh, this year, Bumgarner, 13.7% strikeout rate, 8.9% walk rate and a 3.76 home run per nine. That's 11 home runs in 26 and a third innings this year for Matt Bum. Ouch. He's leading the way with an 83-mile-an-hour cutter these days. He's at 88 miles an hour on his uh, fastball, which has lost three miles an hour since just last year. For a guy with no structural damage or, you know, all his injuries were like freak injuries. He fell off a moped. He got eaten by a shark. I don't know. But it was all weird stuff. He didn't have, like, elbow surgery or anything. So that's really concerning, allowing a ton, a ton of quality contact. Uh, going back to last year, Angels are 20th with 67 home runs against lefties, 179 ISO, 97 WRC+. plus. It's not a great lineup, but if you're going to do it, this might be a good spot to do it. And we know who the guys who are going to do anything for you in this lineup really are. It's Otani, it's Trout, it's Rendon. Maybe Joe Adele gives you a little sneaky one here. <laughs> if he's going to do it, this, this is definitely a good target. So he's got three this year and not done much else. Might be home run upside there. Uh, Tehran on the other side, as ugly as Bumgarner is, Tehran's chasing him. He's right there. He's a 2-3-0 home run per nine this year. Not getting any whiff at all. Throws 40% sinkers, only induces 37.6% grounders. Uh, Diamondbacks, 18th with a one eight with 180 home runs, uh, 189 ISO, 95 WRC+, plus, only a 22.1% strikeout rate uh, against righties going back to last year. It's all about the bats on both sides of this one. I don't want any part of either of these pitchers. So let's put this in perspective. Matt Boyd, since the beginning of 2018, has allowed what? So what did I say? 77? Let's call it 77 home runs. I mean, maybe it's 79. Uh, Tehran this year is on pace for 60 if he was to go about 215 innings. Mad Bum, just shy of 80. Oh, my God. <laughs> so if we're all rubbing our hands together with Glee saying, let's go against Matt Boyd, no, no, no. We don't need Coors Field. We got these guys. <laughs> For sure. Those are those are two big flashing targets. And I tell you what, 
they might not on a 12 game slate. Yeah, Mike Trout will probably be popular, but the rest of that Angel stack isn't going to be wildly popular, I don't think. No, they they've got uh, yeah on DK they're priced up. They've got a 5.3 implied run total, but you've got Fletcher at 53, Trout at 59, Rendon at 54, Otani at 46. Then you get a bunch of averaging down with Justin Upton, Revenge at 33, <laughs> Joe Adele 28, Anthony Bamboom 37, Andrelton Simmons uh, he's not cheap 45. Uh, on the other side. Oh my goodness. Nobody is more than 3,800 on DK for Arizona. Yeah. I'm Josh kidding. Van Meter, 2,000. Christian Walker, 3,200. Cole, revenge Calhoun. And I'm serious about this one. Play Cole Calhoun, 3,400. Yeah. Wow. All Calhoun does is hit home runs, literally, because he has about a 220 average over the last <laughs> two and a half seasons. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, 38. David Peralta, who has forgotten how to hit, 3,200. Wow, there's your. They're gonna. That, that's that's not gonna sneak by people. That's no. gonna get old. <laughs> Particularly Cole Calhoun, he's gonna be thirty five percent owned at that price tomorrow in, in a good matchup. So it's all like right, those Mets from two weeks ago when the Mets bats were all around those prices in a decent matchup. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But the other side of that might be sneaky going up against Mad Bum. People don't necessarily have that in the you know the front of their brains that Mad Bum's that big a target right now and those prices are definitely going to keep people off of them i mean those are not prices that anybody should be willing to pay for this lineup except for maybe in this spot so keep an eye on that one in the top stacks that's really interesting to me all right gamers with that one that's gonna do it we're gonna get on out of here we just hit or about to hit the one hour mark but this is the big full slate lot to talk about here uh reminder we've got uh, wall-to-wall everything on um tuesday including nba live before lock we have the last mathematically possible two game slate uh here we so enjoy that one uh and then we've got uh nfl content we've got golf uh getting in 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 on it and uh more baseball so plenty of stuff subscribe to the channel we're pumping out we're we're averaging uh just over five hours a day of, of video content on youtube not bad bad. while other sites are like doing less with video and stuff out there in the world we're cranking out that much content not bad not bad at all all right gamers with that good luck